When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know? So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Um, today, we're going to discuss a topic that um, I use often with myself and coaching clients. And uh, it was something recently I read on uh, Instagram and I shared on my personal Instagram. Um, and it basically has to do with uh, entitlement. So, um, I'll read the picture of what it was I saw, and we kind of talk about it as we go. And then, uh, this was actually posted by Andy Frazella, uh, which if you don't know who he is, he is, he's got, like, number one podcast, um, and he owns First Form and Supplement Superstores, and I think some other businesses, and he's very successful, and he's built it all from the ground up. Um, he's a great guy to listen to. Um, so if you don't know who he is, look him up. Yeah, he's a great follow on Instagram, and his podcast is pretty um, entertaining and informative at the same time. He does it. He's really got a lot of good things going on. Yeah, his podcast is the MF CEO. So check that out. Um, anyway, though, he posted this uh, probably a week or so ago, and the picture um, said it's read in bold red letters and. Then the the tight or the the wording in the picture is it's popular these days for people to tell themselves I am enough to justify their lack of work ethic, um, <clears throat> and as you know I love work, work hard work um, and I completely agree with that first line as far as you know there's a lot of people giving themselves a pat on the back when they don't deserve it I'm not saying that in a harsh manner I'm just saying like. You know, you can't be giving yourself a pat on the back when you haven't even finished the first quarter of the game. Um, So going on with what it said, I'll never be enough. I've always had more to give, contribute, and strive for, always pushing myself into uncomfortableness to evolve, grow, and become a better version of myself. I am happiest on the journey, and you will be too, I promise. If you are really enough to prove it, Instead of using it as an excuse to be a, if you, okay, hang on, I messed it up. If you are really enough, prove it. Instead of using it as an excuse to be less evolved, weaker, unhappier version of yourself. I am enough cheats the world of what you could be and the example you could set. I am enough is a selfish phrase that lazy people use to hide their poor life choices and wallow in it and celebrate their own complacency. Don't be enough, be more than enough. Force change, evolution, set an example for everyone around you, and give them hope. Um, So, I mean, I think he pretty much says it here, but I know I've listened to almost all of Frizella's podcast, and, you know, the big thing, one of the the main things he talks about and kind of his life um, quote or whatever you want to say is... You know, you need to live up to your individual potential. So just because you're as good as the person 
you know, next to you, you know, maybe it was just all God-given talent that got you to that point. So, you know, I think John Wooden has a quote along those lines, um, or one of these famous guys with quotes. There's a quote, it's basically, you know, it basically says you need to um, achieve your potential, you know, whatever that may be. Um, you know, you may have somebody with learning disabilities. Their potential may be less than yours. You may, you know, you may be six foot eight and be a basketball player. You're going to have a lot more potential than somebody who's six foot or five foot ten. Um, but the big point is there is you pour everything you have into whatever endeavor it is that you're striving for. So then, and for me, the same thing I always say, like at the end of the day, I want to be able to ask myself if I did everything possible to be successful. And that if the answer to that is yes, then I can sleep with myself at night. Right. If the answer to that is no, then there's room for improvement. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that's my big thing with this quote um, is there's so many people today that try to empower mediocrity and you know, this complacency and all this other crap. And it's just like you're hurting people when you tell them that. You can achieve so much more when you – and a person can achieve so much more when you tell them you have more potential. You can do better. Like that's not a negative thing. And today it's been turned into this negative thing to give people constructive cur- criticism. And, I mean, it's just crazy. Like constructive criticism is what has gotten me to this point in my life. Right. You know, it's what we always talk about. You got to remove remove your emotions. Yeah, and you and you've got to get to the point where you're uncomfortable. I mean, like if if you are truly comfortable, if you're the best at what I mean, first of all, people that are truly the best at what they do are so few and far between. You know what I mean? And even like even the people that are there's such a big difference. You know, we always go back to the Jordan. LeBron thing. It's it's a really it's a really easy example of those guys are undoubtedly two of the very best people what they do. But even and, and I'm not a big LeBron. I'm a, I'm a Jordan guy and I, and Jamie is too. Um, but but what those guys have in common, what Tom Brady ha- and when you're it's easy to look at athletes, but you can also do the same thing in business. Look at guys like Elon Musk. Look at guys like uh, Bezos. You know, and, and take all the things that you don't like about those guys out of the equation. Be it their personal stance, their politics, whatever. But what they have in common is that they are always striving to be better. They're, you know, it's and, and it's not about I need to make more money. That's not what it's about, you know. And a lot of people, they oh, well, it's not all about money. It's not. It's never about them. It, it, the people that are out doing whatever it is they're doing for the money are never the people that end up on the top of the mountain because the money it's doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean the the people that that end up at the top are the people that are doing it for the love of doing it and for the fact that you just get you benefit all the way around. Jim Rohn always talks about that too and he was one of the guys I think Tony Robbins used to like uh intern for him. I think he's but Jim Rohn is an early one of the motivational speaker guys from back in the day and he has this whole rant about, you know, it's it's He's like, once you let one thing slip in your life, as far as like mediocrity, if you accept mediocrity when it comes to um, your schoolwork or your work or mediocrity when it comes to your fitness, then it's easier to to accept it when it comes to your um, to the next area of your life, your relationship. You know, you start settling, 
And when you start settling, and that's what this is really all about. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to hate yourself or where you are now. You're just supposed to, I, I think, and I think that's how this this idea gets kind of weaponized in today's culture where it's like, well, I am enough. Well, there's we're not saying that you're a bad person now, but what we're saying is don't you want to be, like, what are you working towards? Dude, I fucking hate that quote. <laughs> the I am enough thing? Yes. Yeah, it's. That, I mean, dude, it's about fucking personal pride. Yeah. Like have some have some pride in, in what you put your your heart into. Yeah. You know, I mean it's I'm I got two speeds, zero and a hundred. Yeah. And if if I don't have a hundred, I don't give it any energy. Yeah. And there's just there's no other way to live life. No, it's it's you know, I mean yeah. when I'm pouring everything I got into something, man, you're fucking living. Yeah. You know, this this accepting Accepting second place, accepting, you know, half-assed efforts, man, fuck that. That's, I mean, that's this whole, this whole f- fucking fat acceptance movement, man. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, I was fat growing up. Right. And I'm not making fun of people. I'll no. be the first person to defend somebody. Yeah. But fuck, you're holding people back when you tell them it's good enough. Yeah. No. It's fucking have some pride in what you do. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's why it fucking gets me so mad. I'm like, I've been bottom of the fucking barrel, and it's just like, when you when you tell somebody, oh, that's good enough, have a cookie, whatever else, you know, and I'm not saying you can't do those things. Don't take me wrong. I'm not being harsh and, you know, crazy here, but it's just like, stop holding people back. Yeah. If, if you're satisfied with 50% effort, great. Yeah. I, I'm not going to judge you. It's not that at all. But... You know, when you tell another individual, like when I hear this about kids, it drives me crazy. Don't ever tell somebody they can't achieve something. Right. Because people need someone to believe in them. Right. And when everybody says you can't achieve that, they start believing that shit. And I believe that shit growing up. Yeah, yeah. And it's absolutely fucking false. It's poison. Yes. I mean... Because it you does. can do anything that you set your mind to in this world. Fucking Muggsy Bogues played basketball against Michael Jordan. He's five foot three. Right. The right. guy played for like ten years in the NBA. Well, how many people do you think told him he wasn't good enough? And I'll tell you something else. I used to. I mean, I've been. I've I, when I was on the road, I've listened to podcasts forever. One of my favorite comedians. I haven't listened to him as much lately, but there's a guy named Bill Burr. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about listening, he had a podcast. He's a giant podcast now, but he used to, um, I listened to him on radio stations and stuff, but he talked about um, following a dream. And, you know, when he was in his 30s, the guy didn't make any money until he was about 40 years old. And he's like 50 now. So now he's killing it, whatever. But he was sleeping on a futon in a one-bedroom apartment. And he's like, you know what's worse than sleeping on a futon in a one-bedroom apartment? Sleeping next to a person that you don't love in a house that you built doing a job that you hate when you're 35 years old. And the reality of it is, and I, I'm I'm living proof of this example, I went after music because I loved it, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, I was never going to be great. And, and I mean, I was good, but there's but the, since I put all my effort into that, it led me down a path that showed me what I was great at. So I found out by following that, that there's something else that I'm really good at that I also enjoy. So Bill, Bill Burr's whole thing was nothing ever bad comes from following a dream. And I 100% believe it. So that means if you're maybe, you know, maybe uh, your your passion is, is basketball, but you don't have what it takes to become the next uh, – Michael Jordan or Muggsy, even Muggsy Bogues, but maybe you're the next Bill Belichick. 
Maybe the next Andy Reid. Maybe the next great coach. I mean, who knows? But if you if you put yourself in that arena and you go as hard as you can, a hundred percent of the time, or you know, not as much as you can, you know, within reason, um, then it's going to open up doors for you and you're going to end up falling somewhere where you're not going into a cubicle that you hate. I mean, people, if you like going to a cubicle, if you like going to a job like that, that's great. But if that's not what you want, you don't have to settle for it. But when it's like what you said, it's like, I am enough. What, why is enough enough? Like it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. And if you put in, I mean, it just blows my mind how many people are willing to do something just to say they're doing it. They check exactly. a box. It's like, look, dude, I get like, if you if you're doing, you know, if you're working out, if you're, um, and for me, my job, I, I work in social media, so a lot of people are like, oh, I'm doing social media. I'm like, yeah, but are you doing it right? Like, why the hell are you even bothering doing this stuff if you're not going to take if you're not going to take the time to do it properly? Then you're wasting your time, and that's applicable across the board. It doesn't matter if you're talking about fitness and nutrition, uh, if, if it talks about your schooling, about your business. If you're not willing to go all in, somebody else is, and you're going to end up losing to them. And then that's where the, the victim mentality, you know, and then you start looking for excuses. And if you put 100% into it, there is no, like, you're accountable for your, your failures and your successes. And then you can... Those failures will teach you what you need to learn. That's what's so strong about it. If you chase something and you put all of your effort into it and you fail, I promise you, you will learn stuff along the way that will that will guide you to success down the road. And you'll be proud of it. A hundred percent. I mean, that's my big thing is like, like say you get second place. Like if you poured your heart into it, I mean, that's the other thing. You could spend your entire life chasing a dream and never be successful. I'll guarantee you had a hell of a lot of fun doing it. Oh, well, that and that's the whole thing. It's all about, you know, the the cliche is it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And that was, I mean, again, not to, like, keep going back to my own personal experience, but that was what, for me, my first, when I was like, I'm going to move down to Nashville, I'm going to do this, and I want to play, I, I need to make a living playing music. I want to get into X amount of markets. Well, I did. I I knocked all these goals. I achieved a goal. Achieved a goal. Achieved, and I got to the point where I was doing everything that I thought. When I and I thought that if I achieved all these goals, then I would be where I wanted to be. And it turns out I wasn't. <laughs> the ride there was incredible, but I got there. And I was like, all right, well. And then you just adjust. Well, what? Okay, so what else do I do? But that's that's. It's exactly what you said. On the way there, man. There's nothing better than having a list of small goals that lead to a bigger one and just knocking those things off. There's no better feeling in the world than, than passing that. It's the same way, I mean, you know, with diet and exercise, if you're looking at, you know, whether it be lifting more weight or, uh, you know, losing weight, losing fat, it's like, all right, well, I, I'm going to sit there and every every hurdle, you know, if you go, if you're weighed 250 pounds, that hitting that 240, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a feeling. Hitting 230 is even better, you know, and getting yourself down to wherever you want to go. And, um, I don't know, man. I just, it's, I feel bad for people that lay in bed in the morning and don't feel like they, that aren't excited about getting up, you know? I mean, and there, trust me, I love sleeping in as much as the next guy. So I get that. But like, there are people that dread. I mean, I did when I had that, when I had that job, <laughs> I just didn't want to, I, I dreaded it. I dreaded going to bed at night because I knew I was going to wake up and have to go do it again. And the the reality of it is 
you don't have to live that way. And that's, that's really what that post is all about. You know, stop settling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think what we'll do next is you want to read what Frizella said on it or what I said on it? Yeah, I'll read, I'll read, um, Andy's caption on here and then, um, we can get into yours cause his captions are typically pretty long and they're usually pretty, pretty spot on. So yeah. This was Andy's uh, caption underneath that that post that Jamie just read. Does anyone else find it odd, ironic, disturbing that the body acceptance, positivity, love messages come from people who openly criticize fit people who make healthy decisions and work their asses off? See, I think, see, that's that right there is kind of my point in what I was saying with kind of my whole issue with the thing is I feel like people celebrate mediocrity to basically openly criticize people that are achieving more than them. It's a way to make themselves feel better and call people that are working hard extremists or whatever else. You know, they're too dedicated. They, you know, right. all the negative things they say about people that are that are high achievers. Uh, and by no means am I saying I'm a high achiever myself. Um, but well, it just bothers me so much when people have this you know, acceptance of, you know, half-assed efforts. Well, at least I showed up. Well, that's good that you showed up. Right. But, I mean, you're going to spend the time, like, work your ass off with the time you're, you know. I mean, I mean, and, you know, for me, I tell people this all the time. A lot of the things I do is because I'm ultimately lazy. And what I mean by that is I work so hard when I do work because when I'm not working, I want to put my feet up and I don't want to fucking move at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that's really my goal. Um, so, you know, the, the, the acceptance stuff and then criticizing people that are working hard, you know, there was a term for that, you know, when I got my under degree, undergrad degree, they're called saboteurs. And basically, you're making them, your efforts and your achievements are making them feel guilty. So they're going to criticize what you do to make to try and get you to stop, and this may be subconscious, to try and get you to stop what you're doing so then they feel better about themselves. Because you're making them feel guilty when you don't right. eat the cake or when you, you, know, you, go, you get up at 5 in the morning and you go exercise or whatever it is. You're making people around you feel less than you when, when you're a high achiever like that. And Well, it's also, too, you would never be at a party – and criticize somebody like, Hey, you're going to eat that fatty. Like you would never, you would yeah. never say that, yeah. but they'll look at you at a part exactly. of like, what you're not going to eat this. No, I'm not going to eat it. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not attacking you, but it, for whatever reason, it's acceptable to attack the people that are, you know, and again, and there are, there are, there are jerks that are assholes on both sides of this where, you know, there are people that are in great shape that, that just, you know, attack yeah. fat people. And, so, and the thing of it is, I struggle with my weight. I, I can't imagine. I, I really can't imagine what it'd be like to be a female and be overweight because it would be even harder because society is just, it's more, men are more visually, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a harder, it's a harder thing. Being overweight for a female is a harder thing to overcome than for a male, in my opinion. Like it's in the sense that it's more acceptable for a man to be chubby or fat or whatever. Um, and so I get that. But what I don't get is, that's not an excuse for you not to want to do better. That doesn't mean, and, and I don't mean I hate you or I think you're awful because you're in bad shape. What it means is, like, I think you can do better. 
and yeah. I and I don't want to give yes. you a pass. Like it, it's almost like it's this weird paternal. Well, they're thing. expecting like, you to lie to them. I mean, yeah. that's really my biggest issue with it. Is 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 somebody's accepting mediocrity and they want you to smile and say good job. Yeah. And I'm not going to do it because it's it's. I'm not judging you. Yeah. I mean, be 800 pounds if you want. I'm really not judging you. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie to you either. Well, and, and it's it's also it's like, man, you're really you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your yes. family a disservice. Yes. You're putting a burden on your entire family because you are when you're that unhealthy. You know, I mean, my dad just went through open heart surgery, and he's real. Like I said, he's not. He's 20 pounds overweight, maybe 25, maybe 30 pounds overweight. So he's not a. He's not. He's in relatively good shape. But there are other members of my family that are one that's really overweight, and I'm like, dude. You got grandkids. You got great grandkids at this point, and and you're you're at that age where it's like you gotta like, like I almost feel like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you're enough. It's almost saying that, like that's 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 insulting. Oh, because yeah, you don't have to worry. You're not you. You were never going to be that good. That's it's like this weird like. I find that more insulting when somebody says that to him because it's selling him short. Anyway, we got sidetracked. So I'll get back onto Andy's uh, caption here. Doing this. Okay. So we talked about, does anyone find it ironic that uh, the body acceptance messages come from people who criticize fit people and make healthy decisions? Uh, Doing the same thing, doing the same things they say shouldn't be done to overweight people, but to fit people, which is putting them on blast and making fun of people. So it's okay to make bad choices, be inactive, lazy, and be far less than what you were capable of. But if you work hard to get certain results, you are insecure, shallow, and vain. I've struggled all my life and was bullied growing up for being overweight, and I'm happy to share a few facts. One, it's wrong to bully anyone for anything fat or fit, but there's a big difference in telling the truth versus bullying. Completely agree what you're just saying. 100%. Number two, I'm far more confident when I'm in good shape, not because of how I look, but because of my discipline that I've created within. Again, completely agree i'm proud of my power and ability to control my emotions and work through struggles that's where the seeds of confidence self-esteem and self-belief come from doing things that are difficult or that you don't really want to do it's earned traits yep again i spot on i was miserable and far more depressed when i was fat not just because of how i looked but because i knew i wasn't living up to my potential i was lying to myself and no matter what i knew and no matter what i knew it deep down and so did everyone else I believe I have an obligation to be the best I can and work as hard as I can, not just for my own benefit, but the benefit of people around me that I care about to see my accomplishments, to see my accomplishments in all areas as a place to draw hope or inspiration for their own progress. You know, that's a, that reminds me, that's a big thing he always, he says, and I tried saying it earlier and I probably mess it up and I'll probably still mess it up, but I'm, I want to say it again, is he talks about how it's your obligation to live up to your potential and you know whether that is you know the gift you've been given of life or the responsibility you owe to the people who came before you who raised you and gave you the opportunities they gave you but i mean that's the thing it's it's so many things are so much bigger than yourself you know and you know for me personally i feel like i owe it to my mom and my dad you know if it wasn't for them I might be dead or locked up right now, you know, sure. and, you know, and I just think that's, that's something that, that just people just don't appreciate the little things, you know, and, and, uh, man, I mean, it's just, you know, there's, there's, I can never repay my mom or my dad ever. Right. And 
you know, I mean, they didn't. There, there's nothing. There's nothing crazy in that story. It's just like, like have a little appreciation for the people that took care of you. You know, when you were growing up or when you needed help or whatever it may be, you know. Um, you know, and, and I mean, some of that also, I see some of the problems other people had growing up, you know, and I didn't grow up in a, you know, a well-off family by any means. Um, but, you know, I had it, you know, socially or, or relationshiply, relation, <laughs> relationship-wise, I had it so much better than, you know, some people I've I've come across in my life, you know, yeah. f- you know, having their dads not be around or whatever it may be, yeah. you know. So, I, I mean, I feel like I owe it, you know, to the people that helped me get to this point to live up to my potential. I don't know. It's just, you know, my thought on that. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, that, that, that goes, there's always somebody that, you know, whether it be, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I let yeah. a, I, I was truly won the lottery when it comes to, parents and 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 uh being raised in a household where they got along i mean that that if you have two parents that get along you are so far ahead and and i you don't realize it because it's all you know when you're a kid yeah but when you become an adult and you see the god awful way that people treat each other and way people live and whatnot you're right And, and if you even if you don't have the uh you know if you don't have the 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 upbringing if there is someone in your life that helped you out if you if you're if you're above water if you're out doing well and like you said those are the people that that you do you 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 owe it to everybody that's helped build you up to uh, to to work to your best potential. There's a couple more points here um, that that Andy was talking about. So self love, which is a favorite phrase of this movement, isn't laying on your ass watching TV, stuffing your face, and getting fatter by the minute. <laughs> Some real talk right there. Self love is making good, healthy decisions for yourself regarding your physical and mental development. At the end of the day, this has little to do with what you see when you look in the mirror. And his last point is it's widely and consistently reported that health and fit people live better quality of lives, less depression, longer lifespan, more sex, better sex, higher income, less insecurity, and more confidence. Um, I mean, I, I just, uh, Jamie sent that to me, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, week, whenever, whenever it got posted, and, and Jamie reposted it to me, he's going to get into his thoughts on it. But I, I just, I, I love when people that have a platform speak out about something like this because I think it's important for people to hear it and that's one of the reasons we're talking about it today because it's 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 too easy to man it's just people really they really love being it's so easy to make excuses and be a victim like i mean we can all do it you can it really doesn't matter who you are you know you can find a reason that you didn't uh you know that you didn't get the job that you deserve in your own mind you know that but that entitled victim victimhood thing is a it's a it's a trap because if you feel that way, even if you are making millions of dollars, you're never going to be happy. That's the problem. Even if you if you if you've got that mindset, you're never going to be content, and that is a sad sad way to live your life. You know, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, my big thing is I just I think. You know, I mean, I deal with with people all day long, and and everybody wants to look better, you know, and everybody's looking for a secret, you know, which we kind of talk about some of the fads and some of the fraud in the fitness industry a lot, and that how that bothers me because you're being dishonest with people and you're hurting people. Um, but you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the things you want to achieve, you can achieve them if you're just willing to work hard, right? You know, um. 
and at the end of the day, it just comes down to like writing out a plan or finding an, an advisor to help you with the plan and executing the plan. Yeah. You know, and people spend so much time, you know, years making up excuses when you could be halfway to your goal if you would have just put your head down and, and done the work. Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, I think it's a problem with society today. I just, I don't feel like society was this way 30 years ago. Um, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like we're going in the wrong direction as a country and a society uh, with this entitlement and this victimhood stuff. And, you know, no matter who you are, um, I think you can achieve great things if you're willing to work. Um, so I'll uh, read what I said to it. Um, so I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Um and I do not like LeBron James. And that is because he's entitled. He's been told he was the king since he was probably 12 years old. Right. And in my opinion, that's why he jumps from team to team, team to team trying to trying to win titles and why he's lost five championships is because the guy doesn't understand the value of hard work and uh, the value of teamwork and the value of building up those around you. Disagree with me if you want. Um but I think the guy is more physically gifted than Jordan. Oh, my and, God, it's not even close, yeah. You know, the thing I always say is if you have Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson all on a court together, you got five seconds left, down by one, who are you going to give the ball to? And you can go through that and rank it one through five. LeBron's going to be number five. Yeah. I would give the ball to any one of those guys before I would LeBron. Yeah. And to me, based off physical gifts, it should not be that way. You know, the only two, in my opinion, that are anywhere near him in physical gifts in that, that list of five is Kobe and Jordan. Um, so, you know, I, I love hard work, and that's why, I'm, I mean, Michael Jordan was a role model for me growing up, and you know I watched and re I watched a lot of his videos, read a lot of his books. I had so many posters of him, I was putting them on my ceiling because my walls were full, um, you know. And I just listened to a lot of his advice. You know, judge the guy however you want to for whatever, but the guy poured his heart into everything he did. And you know, one thing that you know is memorable to me with Michael Jordan when he gave his Hall of Fame speech. He told all those people in the audience that he was just trying to prove that he was worthy to be on the court with him. Yeah. I mean, can you believe that? That's the, the greatest basketball player ever. Didn't think he was worthy to play with, with the other NBA players. What do you think fuels Tom Brady, though? You talk about same Brady's deal. the exact same thing. It was what, 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 what round was he drafting? Like Sixth round, 199th pick. Still, he, that still fuels him today. Well, I mean, if you look at it, the guy does not have the same physical gifts that I mean, no. look look at him, Cam Newton. Oh my God, it's Cam Newton's so much more gifted. That shirt, What's the difference? That shirtless picture of Tom Brady, yeah, <laughs> that, that I mean, surfaced. I mean, the guy is, uh, you know, but it it, it it does it goes to show you mindset. I mean, they're doing more with less. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's kind of a, a prelude to what I'm about to say. What my quote was, and uh, I know I said fuck a lot earlier, so sorry for that. I'm gonna say it a couple <laughs> more times. I try not to cuss a lot, but when I get fired up, I cuss. Um, 
So here's what I said. I, I reposted that picture of the, the read and, you know, what Frizella said. And then underneath it, I left my own uh, thoughts on it. And my point, my my what I typed out was, you are never fucking enough. Do you think Michael Jordan ever thought he was enough? How about Tom Brady? LeBron thinks he's enough, and he's a fucking loser. Always blaming everyone else. You know, and I mean, that sounds funny, but I, know, I, it, I truly believe that. Well, yeah, yeah. no. I'm you know, not. I mean, the guy joins forces with two other Olympic basketball team guys. You know, so I mean, who makes, what, like 15 guys make the Olympic team? Right. So the 15 best players in the NBA are on one team, on the Olympic team, and then three of them decide to manipulate their contracts so they can all play together in Miami. Right. And then they put a bunch of other sharpshooters around them, and they still lose two of four championships with all that talent. Right. Getting beat by teams that were less talented than them, the San Antonio Spurs and the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. I mean, that that's Jordan, you know, the thing is with Jordan and Tom Brady, they make the players around them better. That's right. LeBron makes the players around him worse. Yeah. Kevin Love was worse with LeBron. Chris Bosh, worse with LeBron. And really... LeBron wouldn't have his titles in Miami if it wasn't for Dwayne Wade, and he wouldn't have his title in Cleveland if it wasn't for Kyrie Irving. Right. I mean, and that's those are facts right there. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll keep going. I went off on a tangent. <laughs> Where you are in your life is your fault and no one else's. Personally, I went through a horrible divorce, cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I got gypped on it. You know what, though? I can sit and cry about it, or I can get back on my, you know, get back on track and work my ass off, put my head down and forget about it. That's I mean, that's how it is. And I'm not trying to make it about me, but doesn't matter doesn't matter what it is. You know, I came out of a small town where most people didn't even go to college. I went and got a, a four year degree in health promotion, which isn't considered a whole lot. Um and, you know, now I own my own business. And it's just you know, I mean some of it is the opportunity of people that I've been you know, lucky enough to meet along the way to educate me and to learn from. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of it's hard work uh, and just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and doing the right stuff and, you know, making good decisions. We all have advantages and disadvantages. It's what you make of them. And a lot of times it's those with the advantages that become failures, LeBron, because they've always had everything handed to them and never been given the gift of adversity. Hard work trumps talent 99 times out of 100 because talent doesn't work hard 99 times out of 100. You want to be successful? Work your ass off as if there is no other possible way you have a chance. And that right there is pretty much how I've lived my entire adult life. When I was a kid, I didn't believe in myself, so I didn't try at anything. Um, And... I still carried some of that into my adulthood and the fact like when I look at something and something I want to achieve, I always assume that I'm going to have to work harder than everybody else to try and compete. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's kind of what, you know, that's kind of what Jordan said. Maybe that's where I got it from. Um, You know, he's just trying to prove that he's worthy of being there. Right. And, you know, I think Tom Brady said something similar and I would doubt LeBron has ever thought that. You know, LeBron said, I think this summer, that he decided in 2016 that he was the greatest player ever. Well, yeah. Did you see there was a side-by-side Barstool Sports posted the side-by-side video of Jordan and LeBron asking about, when they were asked about being the best player ever, and Jordan just, you know, it's, 
I don't know. I, I'm a big mindset guy. And again, it, it, it all the stuff that you know that that you that you teach out here at this facility and just in life, it's all. I mean, and, and that it, it works across the board. That's why when a CEO leaves a certain company that's killing it, if they bring in the wrong guy, it, even these giant companies will tank because that's how important mindset is. It's just what it's what you said about LeBron. I mean, with LeBron's skill set, if he was doing the right things mentally, he'd be unstoppable and he would have, and everybody would want to be on his team because everyone would know that that's the kind of organization he ran. Yep. You know, it's just, it's, it's such a, I don't know, man. And, and I, I believe that way too. Like, I believe even when you look at these teams that, that are dynasties, like when I look at, and I'm a Mizzou grad, but I look at KU basketball and, you know, everybody from Missouri hates Kansas. It's a big rivalry and all that. But the, the reality of it is I was talking to my, uh, my stepmom's a Mizzou per, or a KU person and they're having a rough time in basketball this year. And I said, it doesn't matter because when March rolls around, they know how to win. Yep. Uh, they, Bill Self knows how to win. It, did he, did he cheat? Did he pay players? Everybody, in my opinion, they're all doing it. So I don't I don't know if I, I do believe <laughs> that they pay players. I do they believe all something. Do. Yeah, but I but I don't believe that gives them and it, it was like when baseball players were doing steroids back in the late nineties. They were all doing it. So the playing field wasn't necessarily that uneven. But I, I feel like those those teams that are consistently good, and you can look at the Patriots, it drives me crazy because I'm a Chiefs fan and I feel like we got we got really close to the Super Bowl this year, and I think we'll be on the road. But the reason the Patriots continue to stay in and win is because they've got there's some kind of a mindset in that locker room that gets the job done when, Dude, they, it's when it has work to get done. Who do you think watches more hours of film, Bill Belichick, or name any other coach in the NFL? Yeah. yeah, you know who do you think watches more film, Tom Brady or any other quarterback in the league? Right. You know, and and maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm just assuming, but I mean, I would say the six six championship rings, uh, six Super Bowl rings, speak for themselves. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like, he's those guys are doing those things, and they've they've been to what eleven Super Bowls. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. It's I. I so I mean, that's that pride again. Yeah. You know, because they've already achieved. I mean. They've won six Super Bowls well, yeah. in eighteen years, I think. Like, yeah, something crazy. And now, but now they've got that. Now people are saying they're over. And they're like, guess what? Now they've got it. Now they've got it. Now they're proving people wrong again because everybody's like, oh, it's it's just you know, it's just a fluke or whatever. Um, and there was another quote that I an ins- uh, that I saw on Instagram that I thought was really uh, relevant to this conversation. Obsessed is a word lazy used to describe the dedicated. Yep. And I, I, I again, you would never. I mean, most people publicly don't make fun of people for being lazy. You, you don't hear it that much, you know, but if you are out there, oh, he's a psycho. He works out six times a week or, you know, the guy is blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. I mean, if he's not hurting anybody, <laughs> like he's not out, you know, he's not Ted Bundy. That guy's a, that's a psycho. That's somebody that's doing something bad. But if somebody's doing something that's bettering themselves, why is that something to be made fun of instead of something to be celebrated? You know, well, and my thing is, is you know how some people take that as you're making fun of lazy people or whatever, you're criticizing lazy people. Man, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care if you're lazy. Is what I'm saying. Like, right? Be lazy if you want to be lazy. That's cool. I don't. I mean, do whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm truly not going to judge you. Right. Um. However, don't tell me you want to achieve something and then 
you're unwilling to put the work ethic behind it. Like right. that's my, I mean, that's my whole thing is like, I'm not going to lie to you and say, yeah, you did a good job when you didn't. Right, right, right. You know, um, you know, I mean, and that's, you know, that's what's funny is that's kind of the same stuff I've talked about with, with this, you know, people saying cardio, you know, any form of exercise is good. Um, you know, the, if it fits in your macros, like to me, that's accepting mediocrity. Like, why would you, and maybe I've said this before, but would you ever take your money to an investment banker and say, well, I want to have fun with it. So let's do stuff that's enjoyable. I want to make sure I have fun. Right. Like, no, you have a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what's your purpose when you, you know, what's your purpose for exercise? Like if your purpose is to get leaner and look better naked, which is like everybody's purpose, then why wouldn't you spend your time doing the most efficient stuff possible? Right, right. You know, I mean, there's always going to be days you don't enjoy exercising. It goes for me too. You know, I mean, it's just, but you got to have a purpose. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. That's just, that's really my whole point of, of everything we're talking about today. And, you know, just cut the bullshit. I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, so... I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we have anything else to talk about, but... Um, I mean, it's kind of the same stuff we always talk about, you know, making excuses and not doing the work and. But it, it, and it, it all, the thing of it is, it all comes back to that always. Yeah. You know, and and you can sit there and you can look at different aspects of things, but it really is that simple. It's, it's, you know, it's creating a plan. It's executing it. It's being disciplined. It's doing the, sh- the the shit that has to be done when you don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's I mean, that's, the, that's a that, lot of it. That's what separates <laughs> you know really good from great. You know, you can be good at something, but it's like ah, if I want to be great at this. And the other thing I think is important that you know I'll touch on and then then I'll be done. Really, is I think language is really important. And the, and what I mean by that is it's easy to say I want to lose weight. Well, you don't. Like maybe you want to lose weight, but you want to eat. Like I do this to myself. Like I've, I had, I had to have a come to Jesus meeting with myself and say, look, <laughs> you could say I want to lose weight. Well, you don't want to lose weight more than you want to eat. The pain has to exceed the pleasure. That's right. It's like so. What, what, if you say that I want to lose weight, that that's fine, but you're lying to yourself because you do want to lose weight, but you want to eat that pizza more. So so quit lying to yourself about saying you want things. If you want things, then you have to th- then let your actions match what you say you want or quit saying you want the thing that you're not working for, you know? Well, and I mean, that's the whole thing about, you know, what we said about Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. I have personally dieted down to 4% body fat before. I've dieted down under 6% multiple times in my life. It's not easy to achieve, but I mean, if you ask me about it, I don't feel like that's a big deal. Right. Um, but for me, the pain of of being made fun of and you know criticism and all that stuff when I was growing up exceeded the pleasure of eating like shit. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is don't get me wrong, I still like pizza. I like ice cream. I like peanut butter M and M's. Right. Right. You know, if we're naming specifics, but. I like, you know, feeling good better. Right, right. Um, You know, and I mean, the same thing could be said about Jordan. So Jordan truly did get cut from his sophomore basketball team. So the pain of that exceeded the pleasure of skipping out on the the work the rest of his life. Tom Brady, the pain of getting not being believed in and being told he's a, a serviceable backup at most exceeded the pleasure of not doing the things 
that's made him successful. Right. You know, um, I don't know if you have anything else. No, but. I mean that's that's it. I mean, I, and I think it's a, it, the other the, the one last thing I'll tag this whole thing with is I feel like this is a it's it's a positive way to look at things, like because you absolutely have all the control to change that. Just take start taking those steps. I mean that that's what so what should be exciting is if you're like if you're at the beginning of a journey, you should be really excited about that because you've got that entire journey to grow and learn and get better. You know, I mean, and, and I, I don't, I don't think, oh, I'm, 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 I'm fat, right? I mean, I, I am, I'm fat right now. <laughs> like, dude, I'm fat. <laughs> but the reality of it is I'm not going to be in, in a month. I'm going to be less fat in two months. I'm going to be less fat. And that, that's what excites me right now. You know what I mean? So it's not a negative thing because it's, you have the power to change it. So change it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, something that drives me a lot is I compete with myself, Yeah. you know? So I told you I've dieted down to 4% before. And that was 4.0. Yeah. There's a board in front of us right now that this is my 2018 goals, which I didn't get there. I got to 5.3 or 5.1, I think, last year, body fat percentage-wise. And, and you know, um, that's not something you just do continuously. So, you know, and I just like challenging myself. So my goal on this board is to get to 3.5. And, and the reason I put 3.5 is because I know I could have got leaner than I did when I got down, down to 4. And... To me, it's like a competition, you know, and a lot of people look at it like that's crazy. That's that's overcommitted, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say. Like to me, it's a game, you know, it's it's I to me, it's a game of how much I can discipline myself. Yeah. You know, it's a competition. How long can I go without without eating any bad food? So I look at it in a in a positive manner. You know, everybody says, you know, don't say bad food, good food, clean food, all that crap. You know what I mean when I say it? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a, I make it positive by making, by challenging myself, you know, and, and when I got down to, I think it was 5.3 or whatever it was, um, there was a point I went four months where I ate nothing but what was on my diet. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people say that's too strict and, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure or whatever it may be. And, you know, I'm still working on balance and things, but I mean, that's, you know, that's what I've done for, 20 years i've i've challenged myself and pushed myself and and you know when you when you challenge yourself your your new normal becomes what used to be a pipe dream right you know um tom brady probably just wanted to make the nfl yeah you know now the guy is known as the greatest quarterback of all time right you know um when i was a fat little shit growing up i didn't even know that i had abs yeah you know, um, yeah, mine are well hidden too. Now, now, you know, for me, the way I am now, if I'm above 10% body fat, I feel fat. Like right. that's my new norm. Yeah. And you know, most men that walk in here, if they get to 10%, they'd be thrilled. Right. And you know, again, I'm not judging people. I'm not criticizing people. I know that's, that's my personal, uh, that's where I want to be personally, you know, wherever somebody wants to be, that's fine. Um, but you know, the more you achieve, you get new set points you know, and I just, I think you're just, you're ultimately a better person and you're a higher achiever and you're happier. Right. You know, but yep. that's uh, pretty much we have for today. Hopefully you guys get something out of that. Um, you know, I, I tell Ryan all the time, we feel like we talk about the same stuff, but you know, it's something that I believe deeply in is hard work and discipline and, and you know, never accepting what you've done is good enough. Uh, always striving to be better and like Frizella said, you know, fulfilling your obligation uh, 
of the you know maybe the opportunity you've been given or whatever you want to call it so sure but thanks for listening today uh have a good one thank you for listening to the plunkett fitness project please share with your friends subscribe rate and review for more info visit our website plunkettfitness.com